Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. Really excited to have you guys all with us on the week that changed the world. It's Easter week, Tatum. Can you believe it? Easter week. Here it is, yep. We have two Good Friday services and then five uh, Easter services, two on Saturday, three on Sunday. I am so fired up. And it's our grand opening. It's going to be beautiful. It's all such an amazing week. So yeah, we So can't many wait. things have been installed, theming, uh, furniture, playscape things. I if mean, you don't know, we have a brand new ex- building. Our creative teams, our worship teams have written their own uh, worship songs that we're going to be playing Ooh. on Easter. We're going to celebrate our risen Savior it's and King. Be amazing we got week. a great choir that's going to be there. Uh, I think there's like 20 something, 27 people in the choir. Wow. Like, I'm just telling you, it's going to be next level. And if we happen to have over 2,000 people in, in total attendance, this is. I'm going to have to skydive. What? On Monday. I was going to say, this is, Monday. Little, this is a little insider information that you're going to skydive. Now, that's only if we hit 2,000 in person. Okay, hold on. So, 2,000 people yeah. combined, counting what? Good uh, Friday? No, not Good Friday. Counting Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Yeah, for Easter services. So I'm believing God for 1,999. Mm-hmm. Because I hate heights. Let's see, baby. Now, I, I want to talk to us today about faith lift. <coughs> and I thought before we would uh, start it, I thought I would kick it off with a fun joke. And I think this is hilarious. You always have a good joke, babe. And so I, I think everybody enjoys uh, a, a little bit of laughter. And, and so let me know what you guys uh, think about this one. But there was an elderly couple, and they were having problems remembering things. So they decided to go to, to, to a, the doctor for a checkup. And the doctor tells them that physically they're okay, but they might want to start writing things down to help them remember. Well, later that night, while watching TV, the old man gets up from his chair. His wife said, honey, where, where are you going? He said, to the kitchen. Well, will, we get, will you get me a bowl of ice cream? He said, Sure. She said, don't you think you should have written that down so you can remember it? He said, no, I can remember it. Well, I'd like some strawberries on top too. You better write it down because I know you're going to forget. The husband says, man, I can remember that. You want a bowl of ice cream with strawberries. She said, well, I'd like some whipped cream too. Now, I'm certain you're going to forget that, so you better write it down. He said, I don't need to write it down. I can remember ice cream with strawberries and whipped cream. And he grumbled all the way to the kitchen. About 20 minutes later, the old man returns from the kitchen and hands his wife a plate of bacon and eggs. (laughs) And she stares at the plate for a moment and says, you forgot my toast. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I don't care what you say. That's good. That's great. (laughs) You forgot the toast. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. Let's dive into today. It's a school of faith today. We're going to give everyone a faith lift. And I really believe that this is going to be a podcast that's going to mark your life for forever. Because I want to ask you this. Have you ever forgotten something? Chris, you, my friend, Mm -hmm. my love, often forget your 
keys or your phone or yeah, maybe those things might get password. I, I lose my passwords more than oh, do you really? I feel like you keep those saved pretty well. We've all forgotten something. Have you ever forgotten a child, Tatum? <gasps> Chris, you're a parent too. Yeah, but I wasn't there. Hold on, you were there. We've you were there. You <laughs> Where's <forgot>? my toast? <laughs> 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 we both forgot Nash when we were pastoring at the Hit Life Fellowship at our old building one Sunday. Don't you remember? <laughs> <laughs> you were with me. We oh, were we in two separate cars. Okay, yeah. You left and thought that I had him, and okay. I left and thought that you had him. And we got home or to a restaurant or somewhere and realized neither one of us has him. Where's Nash? <laughs> and we went back to the church, and he was, we used to, so our church was next to a, Ah, a soccer field like this building. Yeah. Not quite so nice, but another field. And he was out on the field with somebody playing, and we had just left, and he didn't even know it. We have forgotten a child. Parenting fail. Whoops. <laughs> well, today, I want to talk about this, because if there's one thing I never want to lose, and that is our faith in a faithful God. So let me begin by asking this question, why is faith so important? You know, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I just, it's tough, it's difficult to have faith in God. And really, they don't even realize what it is that they're saying. And I think we need to be careful uh, with, with that. Listen, these are the same people that ex- accept the, the, the weather forecast. They believe what they read on the, on the internet. They take prescription drugs. They can't even pronounce it. And they also trust their lives to a pilot that they've never seen when they board a plane. Have you thought about that? Yeah, true. You've never seen that pilot. So we exercise our faith every single day. We rely on car brakes when we... I just sat down in this chair, and I'm hoping it holds me up. <laughs> I mean, like, we have faith in that this in is the... built, and I can sit on it and not fall. We got an elevator now, and people trust that that elevator is going to take them up and down. Listen, elevators can take you up and down. History books can be wrong. Plans can uh, Planes can crash. Drugs can kill you. How much more should we trust God? Yeah. I mean, he's never going to let you down. Yeah. And that's something that you can have faith in. I remember growing up and hearing my dad often say while he was preaching, if there was one thing I could have more from, from God, it would be faith. And I asked him recently just to see what he would say, because I remember him saying that so oftentimes when I was a kid. And it's been over like 30 years since I've, I've heard him say that because I've moved out when I was about 18 years of, of age. And instantly, honey, he responded and said, I want more faith from God. So let me ask this question. Why is your faith in God so important? And here's the first thing is it pleases God. It, it says in Hebrews eleven six, it is impossible to please God without faith. And you want to know what the definition of impossible is? impossible. Without faith, we can't please God. Try, try to build a friendship without faith. So walk up to, to, to a girl, introduce yourself, and when she tells you her name, say, I don't believe you, and check out her, her reaction. And when she, she tells you, you know, where she, where, where she works at, say, I don't believe you. And if you keep doing that for a while, that girl is probably... <laughs> going to give you a black eye. Why? Because your lack of faith in her words declares that she's a liar. And you need to know this. When you you believe what God says in his word, you 
please him. Martin Luther said this, what greater insult can there be to God than to not believe his promises? I remember when I was at Bible college, honey, that I had no food. I remember I was living on bread and peanut butter. I would go down to the, the, a little store that had like week old bread, wonder bread. And I would buy all kinds of bread for like four bucks. And I would take it home and I would freeze it and put it in the refrigerator so as to save its shelf life. And man, I was, I was living on bread for a while. I, I always re- thought about, man, why in the world am I getting a little bit bigger? <laughs> it's because I was just eating bread all day long. I mean, that's all, that's all the money I had to, to be able to buy stuff with. And I remember I prayed one day. I said, God, I'm asking you to provide uh, food for me. And I came home from class. I didn't tell a single person about this. Came home and at the front door of my apartment. Yeah? What was it? I found three huge bags overflowing with groceries at the front door waiting for me. Are you serious? I did. Not bread. Not bread. All kinds of different groceries. And God took care of me. And I think that faith, number one, it's so important because... Because it pleases God. It pleases Him. Okay, here's number two. Number two is um, because it produces victory. So 1 John 5, 4 says, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So this was a really cool story that I came across. So check this out. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm a Wisconsin boy. True story. Back in 1982, on a mid-October afternoon at Badger Stadium in Madison, Wisconsin, the place was packed. Over 60,000 diehard University of Wisconsin fans were watching their favorite football team be beaten royally Mm -hmm. by Michigan State. Okay. But what was very odd was that the score became more and more lopsided. As the score became more and more lopsided, bursts and cheers and applaud kept being heard all through the stands. It was only natural that some of the people began to wonder who these strange people were that were cheering while their favorite team was being pummeled. Okay. Well, as it turns out, 70 miles away from Badger Stadium, the Milwaukee Brewers were beating the St. Louis Cardinals in game three of the World Series. And many of the Badger fans in the stands were listening to portable radios and responding to something else besides what was happening in front of their eyes. Hmm. And in many ways, that's a fairly accurate description of what the Christian life is like. So we might be in the middle of horrible circumstances (laughs) Mm -hmm. in this world, and yet we have something else to cheer about. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Because I think it really reflects... um, what what you and I have witnessed, and probably a lot of you listening, like when we we see other believers who go through um, quite tragic things or just unexpected challenges in their life, and when you watch someone walk through that and they have great faith and they still remain joyful, it's like such a testimony of who their hope really is in, where their trust really comes from, where their faith is really anchored to, because it's not in this situation. You you know, can look at a person who is in the fight of their life and 
they can still have joy and still say my tr- trust and my hope is in the Lord, even though the doctors gave me this bad diagnosis. How? Like, how can someone do that? It's because their faith is pr- producing victory and not what the doctors are saying, but in who their hope really is in. Everybody, I've read the end of the Bible, and it says that we win. And you can have faith in that. Like, amen. that's why wherever I go, I say, man, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. Yeah, amen. Because I've read the end of the book. And I know that we win in the end. You know, I have victory in my heart, and you should have victory in your heart because of because of our God. Listen, when when our kids were growing up, remember this? Um, I would hear them say all the time, "My dad's bigger than your dad." He, they, they would tell that to all their, yeah. you know, and we all did that as kids. Yeah. I just was thinking about what. Um, remember, they would say, "My dad can pick up a, a tree with his finger." <laughs> Remember when I did that to the kids? I remember why they said that, because we actually went camping one weekend with the kids. It was at your dad's house on Christmas. Oh, was it? Yeah, and it was okay. a rotted out big... It was a huge tree, but it was rotted, but the kids so were little enough, light. and they didn't know. So Chris literally picked it up with his finger, and they thought that he had was like this... Mr. Incredible. Yeah, that he was like this Superman, which you are, babe, yeah. but... So Nash would go around. He's like, he my, like my, my dad's stronger than your dad. He can pick up a tree with his finger. And we were like, wow, he's really strong. Anyway, yes. Everybody, God is bigger than any circumstance. Yeah. Enemy, uh, problem, situation that you'll ever, fee- you'll ever, ever face. So let me say it like this. <laughs> my dad is bigger than your dad. Regardless of your circumstance, listen, you might be in the boxing match of your life with the devil. I mean, he may have knocked you down. Your eye is coming out of its socket. Your teeth are knocked out. You're going down. You can still look back up at the devil. Even though the referee is counting you out, you're eight, nine. You look back at him and say, devil, you're going down. Yeah. Why? Because faith produces victory. We don't have faith in faith. We have faith in a faithful God mm-hmm. that's going to be with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to brag on on who your God is. It helps stir up your. Yeah, we need to stop. It kind of reminds your your own self, like especially when you're in the midst of feeling like I'm getting my butt kicked and everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Let me step back and remember the faithfulness of God. Let me remind myself of the ways I've seen Him come through. And if you can't think of situations in your own life he's come through, go back to the faithfulness of God in the stories that you read in your Bible. Like, look what how God showed up in what looked like an impossible situation and brought victory into hundreds of people's lives, thousands of people's lives, millions of people's. Anyway. Here's the third thing faith, faith produces, and that is... Joy. So... 1 Peter 1.8, I want to read this verse, says, you love him even though you've never seen him. Now that's amazing to me. Only the Holy Spirit can uh, do that in your heart. Yeah. You love him though you've never seen him. Though you do not see him, you trust him. And even now you're happy with a glorious and expressible joy. So I read this story about this man who was traveling on foot through a snowstorm and he had to get to a certain town by nightfall, and he was perplexed when he came to an ice-covered river. 
he started thinking, man, how thick is the ice? Could he trust it to hold him? And so he began to crawl on, his, on the ice on his stomach, inch by inch, tapping with his fingers. I mean, sweat was pouring down his forehead. He was filled with fear that at any moment he would plunge to an icy death. An hour later, he had only gone about 40 feet, and suddenly he stopped crawling because he could hear singing. He turned his head to hear a horse and cart filled with people. The driver was singing at the top of his voice as he drove the cart across the ice. Wow. And the driver knew that the lake, see, the driver knew that the lake was solid ice and his faith was such that he had total confidence without an ounce of fear. Everybody, you need to know that God's promises are solid. You can stake your life on thus saith the Lord. When you know what God says, you can venture out with joy. But when you don't, you're like that guy just crawling yeah. across the ice, not Sweating getting anywhere. And terrified and miserable. Yeah. Listen, if you don't believe me, talk to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those guys trusted God, even though uh, they were in the middle of the most impossible situation. And yet, it was that moment that God showed up. In fact, let mm -hmm. me say it like this: some of somebody needs to hear this. When the fire is turned up hotter. In fact, the king at the time, King yeah. Nebuchadnezzar said, turn the, the, furnace the furnace up 10 times hotter and throw them in. Yeah. It's when the furnace got turned up 10 times hotter, that's when the Lord showed up. Yeah, that's so true. And what, such a powerful truth for us to remember because you can feel like you're drowning and dying, right? Out there the, with life and the circumstances that you might find yourself in, but it's usually... In those times when you have literally nowhere else to turn, if the Lord doesn't come through for you, you're not going to make it, that you can step back and watch and see the miracle of the Lord. Yeah, it's when the Lord, that's when the Lord showed up, when the furnace was turned up so much hotter. And that's when we can have joy. Okay, here's the last thing faith does. Number four is it creates miracles. It says in Matthew... It says, Jesus touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, will it be done to you? So what miracles do you need uh, accomplished in your life? What do you believe in God for? Maybe in your business, your family, your emotions, your health, your kids, your, your walk with God. What miracles are you needing? You know, we're really living out a miracle right here at Life Fellowship right now. We're about yeah, to grand open are. this building. We are, yeah. And who would have ever thought? Not some, yeah, sometimes not even we could have imagined that the Lord could do all of this. I would have never imagined that God would, would have done everything that, that he's Seriously. done. It's pretty overwhelming and quite unbelievable to think where the Lord has brought us in the last 10 years. I would have never imagined that somebody would have given us a, a an offering of $2.5 million. That blows my mind. Absolutely unbelievable. It blows my mind that the people of Life Fellowship in the course of three years have given $3.5 It blows my mind when I start thinking about the fact every weekend now we're yeah. speaking to 35,000 people yeah. every weekend. It's crazy, the goodness and the faithfulness <sighs> of God. And you can never out... Because when we started this thing... Yeah, you can never out-believe Him. Like, yeah, when we started... So here's how I said: I said, not one of us have ever out-believed God. Mm-hmm. We, ne we never have. And I, when you have faith in God, it that's when God can begin to work. See, he always looks for... He, he, people Without, don't understand. God doesn't respond to need. He responds to faith. 
So many people think, well, I've got needs in my life, so God needs to respond to that. No, God doesn't respond to need. He responds to faith. We just read this. this, um, He touched their eyes in Matthew 9, 29. Jesus touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, be it done to you. He didn't Mm -hmm. say according to your need. Mm -hmm. He said, your faith. Without faith, faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. And I know you talked about that earlier. Like, we, we have to have faith just to please him. And it can be as small as a mustard seed. The words, the Bible says, if, if we have faith just as small as a mustard seed, do you know how tiny that is? That you can move mountains. Like that amount of faith will move mountains. So. I just look at what God has done at, at Life Fellowship. And I just think it should be yeah. a, uh, an encouragement to everyone listening. Because when we came, <laughs> there was nothing. There was yeah. nothing. We, yeah. we had we had zero money, a building falling apart, seven people in the service. And then you fast forward 11 years and you see, wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it, and that's not just me, but it's the course. faith yeah. that all of a sudden people begin to come together. This body of believers here at Life Fellowship is a group of people that are filled with faith Absolutely. and vision to move forward. I think about the, the, uh, the young lady that I prayed for uh, this was before COVID that but we had a pastor's conference and there was a lady that came. Mm, yeah, she remember. was about to go to the doctor and they were going to perform um, surgery. She had torn her um, her retina muscle. Yeah. And that's the only way to fix that is through surgery. So she had gone once and twice. They'd done all the scans and everything. Yeah. Well, she was here the day of the surgery. She was here and then going right afterwards. She was afterwards. about to go out to, mm-hmm. the, to the surgery. And I said, hey, can we pray for you before you go? She said, sure. So we prayed. I remember feeling the touch of God. And after we got done praying, she went there and they said, hey, let's do one more scan just to see where everything is at before we go into your eye. Because it's your eye. <laughs> you want to make sure you don't mess that up. Yeah. And when they did, they said, we're going to cancel the surgery. Your yeah. your your retina muscle is completely, yeah. completely Attached. healed. They yeah. said, we've never seen this before. Well, what was that? That was the miraculous touch mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And if God can resurrect the dead, mm-hmm. so it seems like here in the miracle and story of life fellowship, if God can uh, repair a retina muscle mm-hmm. in somebody's eyes... Mm-hmm. He wants to move on your behalf, and yeah. I'm just I'm telling you that to to let you know that faith creates miracles. God's not moved by need; He's moved by faith. And you can put your faith in a faithful God. He's not going to let you down. He's going to stand with you. We're going to see miracles, and I want to just encourage encourage you to to, to continue to to. To stand your ground, yeah. having done all to stand, Scripture says, stand. And I think this week is a great reminder that Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. And so we have something to have our faith in, and Amen. that's a risen Savior. Yeah. And this week, we're going to be able to celebrate what he's done and then also remember what he did at the cross for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And so today, just be encouraged. Let your faith be lifted up and know that if God be for you, who, who can, can be, be against, against you? you? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And so I'm going to encourage you, just keep on keeping on. Keep on trusting God. Keep on moving forward. And we're going to see the miracle happen in your life. Amen. Amen, everybody. Well, it's going to be a great week. Uh, Be praying for me as I am praying for you as we take on this week. And we're going to literally see tens of thousands of people impacted by the story of Easter and what the Lord did at, at, at the cross. 
It's exciting. So, God bless you all. Love Have you. Have a great week. Bye-bye.